I think last time was too long. It was too long? It was 30 minutes. Yeah. We could go for 30 minutes if you want. But no, I don't necessarily want to do that. I got to get the card. I think, I don't know. I think 30 minutes is a little bit too long. You think so? But Ruslan be talking for like four hours. <laughs> you said what? Ruslan be talking for like four hours. Yeah. But his is like locked. So like oh, part of it, different. part of it, he's like answering questions in the chat and like. Ask me questions or what's what's what? Okay. <laughs> That's a timer, then, ain't it? Actually, we do have the 30-minute Check, check.
All right, welcome to Chopping It Up, episode two. Uh, we want to uh, get into the nitty gritty of discipleship. And so last time we covered the three circles. Uh, today we're going to cover part of uh, the Disciples Cross. Caleb, what's that? Yeah, so uh, the three circles is the tool that we have to share the gospel. And then once someone has uh, believed in the gospel and is trying to follow Jesus, the disciples cross is a tool that we've uh, come up with that helps people grow. So they ask the question, how do I follow Jesus? What does it look like? What are the things I need to do uh, to continue growing and following Jesus? The disciples cross are the four things that a person can do to help grow. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. So it's not like exhaustive. It didn't tell you everything that you could possibly do. Uh, but these four practices, uh, if you do them uh, faithfully, uh, we believe that the spirit will use uh, the four practices um, to grow, to grow you. So uh, disciples cross, you know, it's, there's the uh, vertical beam and the, the foundation is scripture, Bible, scripture. Then the top of it is prayer. And uh, tell them what the, the two horizontal sides are. Yeah. So if you see across, there's, there's a vertical one and there's a horizontal one. Uh, the horizontal is how we relate to people. So on one side, there is um, fellowship, going to church, being with believer, believers, uh, studying scripture together. And then on the other side is serving. Uh, which is serving the church, serving from the church uh, to the community that you live in. Yeah. And so the the foundation is scripture. It's the one uh, that kind of uh, all the other ones are derived from, based on. And so uh, we know uh, that obviously uh, if you walk with Jesus, you know that you're supposed to read the scripture. Uh, but But we're going to talk about how to read the scripture. And uh, we, have, we have not prepared for this, so this will be interesting uh, if this is good. Uh, and if it's not good, we'll do better next time. <laughs> um, so um, I wanted to read a scripture about scripture. Second uh, uh, Timothy 3, uh, let's see, 15 uh, and 16, 17, okay, here it is. It says, and you know that from infancy you have known the sacred scriptures which are able to give you wisdom from salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be equipped, complete for every good work. So the idea is this, that the idea of God breathed, that it's, it's like if somebody's talking so close to your face that you hear their breath, coming off of them, which would be a, not the best experience. But the idea is that when we are looking in the scriptures, when we're reading with scriptures, we are interacting with uh, the God of the scriptures. And him, he himself, through the spirit, is speaking to our hearts uh, from the scriptures. So it's not simply reading any old book. It's, it's a book that when we read it, the God of the universe actually speaks to our hearts from it. And so uh, because it's so important, because it's so foundational uh, to our faith, we actually have to have a regular plan uh, in order to engage it. Um, if you don't have a regular plan uh, and you're like, well, I'll read it sometime, more likely than not, you will not read it. And so 
Uh, what we're going to do, we're going to, I think we're going to discuss the plan that we have um, for the church, and then we'll, we'll make some comments on that. So tell the plan, the Bible reading plan we have for the church. Yeah, so the Bible reading plan is called Eat, Read, and Pray. So the first thing is you eat or you drink your coffee or whatever you do for fellowship. Um, and then the next part is you read. And so uh, we'll pick a passage of scripture. Uh, we'll talk about a plan for picking a, a passage later on. Um, but you pick a passage of scripture and you, re you read it together um, or by yourself. And then you ask four questions and then you pray at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. And so what we use, uh, the plan we use is called the CBR journal. Um, it's, it's on our website. You can download the app to your phone, and it gives you uh, on a weekday. It gives you two scriptures, one of the old, well, excuse me, two chapters, one of the Old Testament, one of the New Testament, and it's going to go like systematically through a book. So it's not going to be random. Like if it's in Isaiah one, uh, one day, the next day is going to be Isaiah two, and vice versa for the New Testament passage, which is important because we read scripture in its context. Mm -hmm. And if you're new to the scripture. I think it can feel like there's a steep learning curve. And so I want to give you encouragement to keep reading, even if you don't understand every aspect of the text. And I'll give you encouragement like this. When I, um, when I started playing football, when I was, uh, in, in, uh, I was in middle school, um, I then thought I should probably watch like Sports Center. I should watch some stuff to figure out just different ins and outs of football. And having not grown up watching that, I turned on Sports Center and I'm like, what are they talking about? They're giving stats and sports history and this person's names, that person's name. And so after one episode of Sports Center, I was like, well, I don't know if I understand more about it or not. But as I kept watching, you kind of catch it over time. And this is the same, the same is true with virtually any subject. Um, when you first start a new subject, uh, a new practice, a new discipline, you don't know much about it. But over time, you gain understanding. So when you first read the scriptures, you, you might be like, what, what is going on? And then I feel like that discourages people from mm -hmm. continuing because then they think, oh, I'll just never, I'll never get it. Mm -hmm. But then not understanding that. Um, the more acclimated you get, the more you read the scriptures, the more you'll actually understand the scriptures. So it's a call to discipline because over time, the, the scriptures make more and more sense to us. Yeah. And I think another um, temptation is to try to understand every single thing that's happening in the, in the passage that you read. Um, and if you don't understand everything, then you start to get frustrated with yourself um, and discouraged, which can lead to you not reading. And so I think in the plan that we have created, you don't have to understand every single thing that's happening in the passage. Uh, we believe that when you are reading scripture, the Holy Spirit is illuminating things to you, trying, speaking to you. God is speaking to you through the Holy Spirit, through the word. And so um, whatever Every time you read scripture, um, it's, it's profitable and it's, benefit, it's benefiting you. Um, and so whatever God is trying to speak to you through that scripture, you need to be listening to and paying attention to. Um, and don't get caught up and worried about every single detail that you might not be understanding because God is going to use it to speak to you 
in, in some way. Yeah, and another way is you got to think about it as the long game. The long game of reading scripture is like I plan to read the Bible a lot, read it through a lot. And so I think that gives me a sense of like I can calm down a little bit. And a lot of times what I'll find is I can read, a, I can read the scripture and let's say um, today um, in the scriptures is Acts chapter 5 and it was uh, the Ananias and Sapphira and like how they um, lied to they lied to the Lord and died, bro. There's a lot of questions that come <laughs> to my mind. You know what I'm saying? But here's what I know. I was like, man, I do not need to mess with God. <laughs> yeah. I need to be honest. God takes sin seriously. If I have sin, I don't need to try to cover it up like Ananias and Sapphira did. So like. Though there are aspects of the text that are like, what? Yeah. There are other aspects that are very clear and that are very clear for me to obey. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the key. I think the more that we obey Scripture, the more that we understand Scripture. And so even as I was reading uh, some, some of the church fathers on Scripture, it talks about we don't just come to Scripture with uh, an intellectual mind, but we come to scripture with a humble heart saying, what you say, Lord, I actually want to submit to. And what I started telling people is that if we gain scriptural knowledge without the intent to obey, we actually are increasing judgment on ourselves. Yeah. And so it's, it's a dangerous thing to just want to know and to just scratch an itch, particularly when you're dealing with Holy Scripture. But you go, no, if this is what it says it is, if it is actually God's word, I read it with a humble and prayerful heart. Wanted to go, Lord, okay, this is your word, and I don't, I don't stand over it to, to dictate it. I actually, I'm trying to submit to it. I want to understand it so that I will live under it. And that attitude really fundamentally changes how you read the scriptures. Um, yeah, I got some other things to say, but what you got? Yeah, yeah. So I think if you go into reading scripture with the understanding that this is the God who created the universe, created all of us, dictates how his design is supposed to be, if but he wants to speak to us and he wants to communicate something to us. When you call, when you go into reading scripture with that view and that mindset, then it, it shifts it from simply an academic practice of like, Oh, I'm going to read this to learn something. And then I'll have all of the right theological points to this is God speaking to me. I need to submit to him and whatever this is telling me to do. And the focus goes from like an external appearances to actually your heart. And like, where is my heart in this? And how am I supposed to submit to God um, in what this passage is saying to me? Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think I want to cover three things. The first one is uh, just cover like how I deal with the scripture. We have those two chapters. And another thing that I do, um, and we'll talk about this more when we talk about prayer. Um, but I have a couple of times of prayer a day, 
and I'll read one or, one or two of the chapters that are in the, the CBR journal, and then I'll usually read a psalm as well, uh, because the psalms help me form my prayers and things like that. And so, uh, so that's just kind of a practice that I do, like read a psalm, and if you're like, which psalm do I read? This is really simple. But what I practice is, I'm like, what day is it? Okay, it's the 10th. All right, well, I got like five psalms to choose from that day. 10, uh, then I got to do math. 40, 70, 100, 130. And like you, that way, every day you have five selections of psalms you can read through. On the 31st, you do Psalm 119, which is forever long. Uh, <laughs> uh, but that's, that's the nuts and bolts. So psalms along with the scripture reading. And then the other thing, I think it's helpful in reading scriptures, understanding how it points to Jesus. Mm-hmm. So in the CBR journal, I think, did we just cover Luke? We just yeah, we read, just finished So we Luke. just read Luke. And at the end of Luke, um, he's talking to his disciples and he says, uh, uh, they're like, they're all sad because he, he died and they didn't know he was, they were talking to resurrected Jesus. And he's like, don't you know that the scriptures point to me, mm-hmm. that from the law, the prophets, and the Psalms, it all points to me. And so actually when I read the scripture, my first move is not what do I do? The first move is how does it point to Christ? Because Jesus told me it would. <laughs> yeah. And so that already like shifts the game and changes. it. So, I, so I'll give you, I'll just give you a really concrete example. Let's say Let's say, um, let's say we're in Exodus 20, and we're reading the Ten Commandments, all right? Now, some of the Ten Commandments, you're like, I kind of, I do that. Some of the Ten Commandments, you're like, dog, you know, like, I don't do that super well. And when you feel that conviction, and you're like, man, I don't know, man, what do I do? Like, especially when you feel the conviction of the Scripture, and, and it turns into condemnation, I remember what Jesus said, all of this is about me. And so when I feel that, man, I didn't meet that standard. Then I remember, but Jesus did meet that standard in my place. And the thing that could have turned into a, to an opportunity for condemnation comes to an opportunity for praise. Because I'm like, man, he obeyed the scriptures. He obeyed the commands when I didn't. And he yeah. gives the spirit so I can, I can then go and try to obey. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just really important, um, particularly uh, when you're in the Old Testament. So it, we're in Isaiah right now, and we're in, like, the judgment portion of Isaiah. Like, every chapter is, like, God's judgment on somebody, on some nation. And it can feel like, dog, this is, the, the judgment feels overwhelming. But then I remember this is actually about Jesus. How, how does judgment point to Jesus? Well, I know that I'm no better than any of the nations that are getting judged in Isaiah, and I know, one, that God takes sin seriously, and two, that G- Jesus has been judged in my place. Yeah. So that the weight of that judgment doesn't have to fall on me if I trust in Jesus. So those, those opportunities for weightiness in the scriptures become opportunities for praise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are the, um, the, the questions, like the nitty-gritty of how do we read scripture and how do we understand it? the way it's supposed to be understood. Mm, yeah. Okay, so first of all, we got to understand there, there's an overarching theme, which is context is king. That's kind of like, that's the, the overarching thing. So I, I, actually, if somebody's taking stuff out of context, they can, ha- they can make the Bible say what they want it to say, yeah. <laughs> which is scary. 
Um, but that's why that's why the plan that we chose is going through chat like d- directly through a book because uh-huh. we don't want to just be picking and choosing. And so when we read the passage, uh, what we're what we're asking we're asking like what what sticks out. And you a lot of times when I ask what sticks out, that kind of uh, focuses me on one aspect of the chapter. And then we ask the question, what does it say about God? Uh, in Jesus, remembering what he said, right? This is about me. Yeah. Um, and so then we look at what we're doing is like we look at attributes. What is this like? What does he like? Mm-hmm. And so from Acts 5 today, we're like, God takes sin seriously. That, that God is, is not a game, you know? Um, and then so when we go to God and we go to Christ, we see uh, his character um, and, and, it, and it's supposed to uh, give us the truth. And when we land it in the gospel, it's supposed to warm our hearts. And then we think, well, from what I've read, and I think this is really important too, what is the Holy Spirit calling me to obey? Right? And so at that point, and I'm thinking about what I read this morning, it's I need to be forthright and honest about my sin struggles and not try to sweep it under, under the rug and appear to be better than I am. Um, I skipped one. The what does it say about people? Yeah, what does it say about people? Yeah, which I kind of said. People don't need to lie. Yeah, Therefore, yeah. in obeying it, I don't need to lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so that's kind of um, an example of how, how we do that. And the cool thing about us, us reading it together is that um, we can talk about it. Yeah. So if, if the church is reading the scripture together, and let's say you read something, and you're like, What? Actually, I remember there was one really tough parable in Luke that my wife was reading with another lady in the church, and they were on the, they were on the phone in the next room, and they called me in, and they're like, what in the world? <laughs> now, now, I had read it that day, so yeah, I yeah. can talk about uh-huh. it, but, but it's cool to be able to, to talk with each other. There's one more thing I want to fit in there before we, I don't know what our time is. Oh, we're good. Okay, one more thing, one more thing. And John... At the end of John, where Jesus is having, you know, his, his long speech before uh, he, he goes to the cross, he says something. He says, the Holy Spirit, whom I will send to you, will remind you of what I have said. And so one of the reasons that we read scripture and one of the outflows of it is that I'm storing up the words of Jesus so that when I get into various situations, the Spirit can remind me of what he said. Now, he not going to remind me if I don't know what he said. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Let's, let's, so, like, there have been, I can't tell you how many complex decisions or conflicts or various things where I'm like, Lord, what do I do? And then scripture will pop into my mind that I had read before and the Lord guides me through the Spirit bringing to remember. So it's like part of reading Scripture is storing up Scripture in our hearts so that the Spirit has something to work with. Yeah, yeah, um, And, yeah. What's so so it, that reminds me of, of two passages. One uh, is in Psalm 119, I believe. It says, um, how can a young man keep his way pure? by keeping it according to your word. And then another one, I think is in the Psalms also, it says, your word I've hidden in my heart so that I might not sin against you. 
Um, and so that's really one a huge benefit of reading scripture and, and thinking about it, trying to apply it, is that in moments of temptation, when you would be tempted to do something contrary to what God wants you to do, the Spirit will bring up scriptures into your mind that you can then... So, okay, thinking of Jesus, when he was tempted in the wilderness by Satan, uh, the way he defended against the attacks of the enemy was through scripture. So Satan would tempt him in a certain way, and Jesus would say, it is written, and he would, he would give him scripture. scripture. And in the, in the uh, armor of God, the scripture is the one offensive weapon that we have to fight against the enemy. And so having that tool in your tool belt to be able to wield against the enemy when he's coming against you with accusations, with temptations, um, it's, it's super important. Um, and yeah, when you get into the position where the enemy is attacking you, you want to have that already available. Yeah. Yeah. You, you want to, uh, come to the battle with your sword. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm probably coming close to the end of our time, but I, I wanted to read this. This is, uh, from the new city catechism. And, um, when we do the kids sermons at the church, we've been, we go through this. And this is question 42. It says, how is the word of God to be read and heard? How? It says, with diligence, preparation, and prayer, so that we may accept it with faith, store it in our hearts, and practice it in our lives. Which is a really condensed way of saying all the stuff we just said. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, Psalm 1. Um, the man who meditates on the law of the Lord day and night, he's like a tree that bears fruit. And so mm-hmm. we, the nitty gritty of reading uh, in our church, those, the, the CRB journal, reading the Psalms, um, carving out time in the day to get with scripture is it creates holiness in us, stores up God's word in our hearts, and it's ammo for the spirit um, to use to direct us. Yeah. Chopping it up. Yep, it was okay. It was okay. <laughs>